Section 43 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 43. New Jersey, Wednesday 14. I met with and heard B. Abbott. His words came with great power. Over in Chester, he informs me, twenty were renewed in love, and eight on this side. The people fall to the ground under him, and sink into a passive state, helpless, stiff, motionless. He tried to attach himself to two other sects, but had such struggles within that he was forced back. The Lord would not let him be anything but a Methodist. Such is his account. He is a man of uncommon zeal, and, although his language has somewhat of incorrectness, of good utterance. Here, I find, remains the fruit of the labors of that now miserable man, A. Whitworth. How awful the thought that God should own a man, and make him a blessing to many souls, and then lay him aside like a broken instrument. Yet so it was, because of his sin. May others take warning by his fall. Thursday, 15. I have found the Lord with me in an extraordinary manner ever since I left Delaware. Brother I. S. tells me there is daily a great turning to God in new places, and that the work of sanctification goes on in our old societies. Tuesday, 20. Road to Penny Hill. Was much pleased with the simplicity of our old German mother Kay. She says she lived in blindness fifty years, and was at length brought to God by the means of Methodism. She is now rejoicing in the perfect love of God. Her children are coming home to the Lord, while she is preaching in her way to all she comes up with. Friday, March 2 My soul enjoys peace, and I have a little respite from the haste I have been in for some time past. Nevertheless, I have read the first and second volumes of Rollins' Ancient History, containing about three hundred pages each, in about two weeks. We may justly admire the policy and the temperance of the Persians, and it is very satisfactory to find a more particular account corroborating the scripture history of the fulfillment of the prophecies concerning that great man Cyrus, called of God. Pennsylvania, Saturday 3 Road to Philadelphia, where I preached but twice. I met the society which was made a blessing to some, and I am persuaded that my stay would be a means of the prosperity of the society here. But it is possible I may be more useful where I am going. Tuesday 6. Read the fourth volume of Rollins' Ancient History. It contains the memorable life of Socrates, who was certainly a wise man. But, as the worthy historian remarks, there were many blemishes in his character. Saturday 10. Rode to French Creek, and was kindly entertained by my much-respected friends Mrs. G. Grace, and her daughter Mrs. Potts, and her granddaughter Martha Potts, afterward Mrs. Haskins, who lived, and have since died, in the Lord. Oh, may the unfeigned faith which was in them be also in their children and their grandchildren. Sunday 11. Preached to a small congregation. 
one of my hearers seemed desirous I should form an independent church. Wednesday, 14. Rode twelve miles into the forest to preach to the remnant of poor Demours's flock. I, Demours, as well as S. Howe, died a martyr to labor and loud speaking. They were both disciples of good Mr. Evans. He preached the last day of his life. Afterwards, his people melted away for want of preaching and discipline. We have been sent for, and owned and blessed among them. I have heard of a great work among the Germans towards Lancaster. Certain opposing sectarians hunt our preachers like partridges upon the mountains. They are trying to stop, but are going, I apprehend, the readiest way to establish us. God will stand by his people. Blessed be his name. My soul is kept in peace. Friday, 16. I preached at the Valley Preaching House, and here I set my seal to what J.C. had done in expelling a member who had long been troublesome to the society. Monday, 19. A letter from C.B.P. informs me that the work of the Lord prospers in Dorset. Glorious news this, at which my heart is greatly cheered. Dover, Saturday, 24. I was much let out in speaking of Peter's fall at my favorite place. I am greatly comforted with the good news of Zion's prosperity. Upon a review of my travels I find that, from the first of last May to this present date, I have traveled nearly or quite four thousand miles. Tuesday, 27. I resolve to spend an hour in enlarged prayer as soon as I rise in the morning, to retire again at eleven, at five, and at eight o'clock, when in my power. Wednesday, 28. My soul is comfortable. I daily find myself greatly humbled. Delaware, Tuesday, April 10. I preach the funeral sermon of J.B., a Freemason, a great sinner and an enemy to the Methodists, persecuting his wife and children for coming to hear them. When sick, he sent for the Methodists to pray for him, and promised to come and hear them if spared. Wednesday 11. Since I have been here, I am greatly kept from the fear of men, and unholy desires to please them. I feel as free in speaking to masters as to their servants. I trust the Lord will humble and save those people. Saturday 14. Our quarterly meeting began at the Forest Chapel. The congregation was large. I spoke first, and was followed by brothers C, R, C, and L. The people were quickened and appeared much alive to God. The next day, being Easter Sunday, our love feast began at nine, and public preaching at eleven o'clock. After meeting, we rode about twenty miles to Brother White's, where about twenty preachers met together to hold a conference. Thence I attended Kent Quarterly Meeting on the East Shore of Maryland. Maryland, Friday 20. Crossed the Chesapeake and came to Mr. Goff's. Saturday I rode to Baltimore and preached on the Sabbath day. Tuesday 24. Our conference began in Baltimore, where several of the preachers attended from Virginia and North Carolina. All but one agreed to return to the old plan, and give up the administration of the ordinances. 
our troubles now seem over from that quarter, and there appears to be a considerable change in the preachers from north to south. All was conducted in peace and love. Monday 30. I am relieved in mind relative to my visiting Virginia, and my soul is kept in peace, whilst I feel power to trust the Lord with my all. Tuesday, May 1. Wrote to my father and Mr. Wesley. Monday, 7. I employed this day in visiting my friends. Tuesday, 8. I was preparing to set off to Virginia, but my horse failed. I hardly know how to proceed. Providence seems dark. I doubt if I can ride on horseback, and yet I am unwilling to give up my visit to the south. Thursday, 10. I set off in the hope that the Lord will bless and keep me for his own cause and glory. Saturday, 12. Reached Mr. Adams's about eight o'clock at night. I always come to this house weary, but generally get my body and soul refreshed. I missed my watch, but found it again at the door where I had alighted. My horse had trodden it and bruised the case, and not broken the crystal, without otherwise injuring it. Sunday 13. Preached at the chapel. Afterward Harry, a black man, spoke on the barren fig tree. This circumstance was new, and the white people looked on with attention. Thursday 17. I had uncommon liberty in preaching in the courthouse in Leesburg. I see the need of a preacher's being well acquainted with his Bible, and yet not to think so. The word of God is one grand dispensatory of soul diseases in every case of spiritual malady. I bless the Lord for health and peace. My soul was much drawn after God, and melted in family and private prayer. Virginia, May 21, 1781 I preached in the afternoon at P.H.'s and had liberty in urging purity of heart. Harry spoke to the Negroes, some of whom came a great distance to hear him. Certain sectarians are greatly displeased with him, because he tells them they may fall from grace, and that they must be holy. Tuesday 22 We set off for Rectortown, being informed it was about twenty-two miles. We found it nearer thirty. I reached there, weary and dispirited, about half-past two o'clock. I spoke for an hour with great assistance, both loud and clear, to an apparently unconcerned people. I have been kept back by the rain, the waters, etc., so as not to reach John Heights until Saturday evening. Sunday, 27. Had about two hundred people to hear. The society here are not united in love. There is a consequent falling away among them. Monday, 28. I found my heart deeply engaged with God on my way to J. Heights. Oh, what fellowship have I with God as I ride along! My soul is filled with love, and I witness that the Lord can keep me alive in the day of famine. Tuesday 29 Felt solemn and much tempted. The Lord help his poor servant from day to day, from hour to hour, and from moment to moment. Alas, what a dearth of religion is here! My God, help us to go on under these difficulties. 
Here, Brother C. was once taken up by T.H., a man of property. He lived about one year afterward, and languished out his life. It may be he sinned the sin unto death. But there was hope in his end. He spoke to all around him, exhorting them to repent. Whether he was judicially visited, I know not. But I do not recollect an instance of one preacher that has been thus treated, that something distressing has not followed his persecutors. It may not be for the preacher's holiness, but rather the cause of God which the Eternal vindicates. I have had great conflicts of mind for some time past. I believe Satan has been hard at work, and has painted every possible danger he can to my imagination. Thursday, 31. My soul enjoyed peace. I was blessed in reading the 37th Psalm, and was also comforted in reading a few pages of Bishop Hopkins on the words, Count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Saturday, June 2. Preached at Martinsburg. Afterward returned to Brother Bruce's. He is a lily among the thorns. Sunday 3. Preached to about 150 serious people, and was blessed in meeting class. Monday 4. I preached to a few lifeless people at Stroud's. I find myself given to God in prayer, and am not peculiarly exercised, yet my spirits feel depression. Tuesday 5. Had a rough ride over hills and dales to guests. Here Brother Pigman met me, and gave an agreeable account of the work on the south branch of Potomac. I am kept in peace, and greatly pleased I am to get into the woods where, although alone, I have blessed company, and sometimes think, who so happy as myself? Wednesday 6. We had twelve miles to ours along a bushy, hilly road. A poor woman with a little horse without a saddle, outwent us up and down the hills, and when she came to the place appointed, the Lord met with and blessed her soul. Thursday 7. I set out for the south branch of Potomac, a country of mountains and natural curiosities. Blessed be God for health and peace. The enemy strives against me, but I look to God from hour to hour. We found some difficulty in crossing Great Capon River, Three men very kindly carried us over in a canoe, and afterward rode our horses over the stream, without fee or reward. About five o'clock we reached W.R.'s. I laid me down to rest on a chest, and using my clothes for covering, slept pretty well. Here I found need of patience. Friday 8. Not being able to cross the south branch, we had to bear away through the mountains, and to go up one of about two hundred yards elevation. In some places the bricks in the slate served for steps. In other parts of the ascent there were none. We at length reached the place appointed, and preached to about twenty, as I think, prayerless people, on Isaiah 55, 6, 7. I hope some felt the word. Sunday 10. I preached at eleven o'clock to about two hundred people with a degree of freedom. I then rode to R. Williams's. On my way I had a view of a hanging rock that appears like a castle wall, about three hundred feet high, and looks as if it had been built with square slate stones, 
At first glance, a traveler would be ready to fear it would fall on him. I had about three hundred people, but there were so many wicked whiskey drinkers who brought with them so much of the power of the devil that I had but little satisfaction in preaching. Monday, 11. I rose at five o'clock with a determination to live nearer to God. Here are a few believers groaning for full redemption, but many more are dying through controversy and for the want of urgent exhortation to purity of heart. It is hard for those to preach this doctrine who have not experimentally attained it, or who are not striving with all their hearts to possess it. From Williams's I crossed the South Branch and went to Patterson Creek. I came to a Dutch settlement. The people love preaching, but do not understand class meeting, because they are not enough conversant with the English tongue. And we cannot all do as J. Haggerty and H. Widener, who speak both languages. Could we get a Dutch preacher or two to travel with us, I am persuaded we should have a good work among the Dutch. I love these people. They are kind in their way. We have many trials and threatenings, but God is with us. I have lately been reading Fletcher's checks, and they have been greatly blessed to me. However he may be now treated, and his works held in light estimation, ages to come will bless God for his writings, as I have done for those of Baxter and other ancient divines. I am now in a land of valleys and mountains, about ten or fifteen miles from the foot of the Allegheny, a mountain that, at this part of it, is two days' journey across. Thither some of our preachers are going to seek the outcasts of the people. Blessed be God, I am kept in constant peace and love, and am not so subject to dejection as in times past. Sunday 17 My soul enjoyed great peace in family and private prayer. There is much talk about some of our preachers being taken up. I have no fears from that quarter. Monday 18 I was led to wonder at myself when I considered the fatigue I went through, traveling in the rain, sleeping without beds, etc., and in the midst of all I am kept in health. This confirms me in the persuasion that I am about the work I am called to, and the Lord gives me strength according to my day. So let thy work spread, blessed Jesus, and let not thy servants labor in vain. Wednesday 20 we had hard work crossing the Fork Mountain, being sometimes obliged to walk where it was too steep to ride. I was much blessed in speaking to about ninety Dutch folks who appeared to feel the word. Here is a spring remarkable for its depth, and the quantity of water it discharges sufficient for a mill within two hundred yards from the source, which sometimes in freshets throws its massive waters considerably above the ordinary level of the surface. It does not appear that I do any great good. Yet I am constantly happy and measurably holy. I bless the Lord for this. Thursday 21 Last evening I rode a mile and a half to see some of the greatest natural curiosities my eyes ever beheld. They were two caves, about two hundred yards from each other. Their entrances were, as in similar cases, narrow and descending, gradually widening towards the interior, and opening into lofty chambers, supported, to appearance, by basaltic pillars. In one of these I sung, 
still out of the deepest abyss. The sound was wonderful. There were stalactites resembling the pipes of an organ, which, when our old guide, Father Ellsworth, struck with a stick, emitted a melodious sound, with variations according to their size. Walls like our old churches, resemblances to the towers adjoining their belfries, and the natural gallery which we ascended with difficulty. All to me was new, solemn, and awfully grand. There were parts which we did not explore, so deep, so damp, and near night. I came away filled with wonder, with humble praise, and adoration. In journeying through this mountainous district I have been greatly blessed, my soul enjoying constant peace. I find a few humble, happy souls in my course, and although present appearances are gloomy, I have no doubt but that there will be a glorious gospel day in this and every other part of America. There are but two men in the society at Lost River able to bear arms. They were both drafted to go into the army. I gave them what comfort I could, and prayed for them. Saturday 30 I got alone into a barn to read and pray. The people here appear unengaged. The preaching of unconditional election, and its usual attendant, antinomianism, seems to have hardened their hearts. Sunday, July 1 More people attended preaching than I expected. I had some liberty in speaking, but no great fervor. Neither seemed there much effect produced. I retired to read and pray in the woods, the houses being small, and the families large. Friday 13. For some days past my congregations have not been very large, which is in part owing to the harvest home. I fasted from yesterday noon until four o'clock today. Though much tempted, I have been blessed. I have kept close today, and have read two hundred pages of Baxter's Saint's Rest. Surely this is a most valuable book, a book I should like to read once a quarter. Monday 16. We set out through the mountains for quarterly meeting. It was a very warm day, and part of our company stopped after thirty miles traveling. Brother William Partridge and myself kept on until night overtook us in the mountain, among rocks and woods, and dangers on all sides surrounding us. We concluded it most safe to secure our horses and quietly await the return of day. So we lay down and slept among the rocks although much annoyed by the gnats. Next day I met with several preachers with whom I spent some time in conversation about the work of God. At twelve o'clock the people at Perils met, and we all exhorted. Friday 20 I had some liberty on Second Corinthians 6, 2. I have been obliged to sleep on the floor every night since I slept in the mountains. Yesterday I rode twenty-seven miles, and today thirty. Saturday 21. I adore the goodness of God that I am kept in health, and I may wonder at myself that it is thus, when I consider how rough the fare is in this roughest of circuits. I feel thankful to God for sending such plenty for man and beast, and for the fine season to gather it, which, considering how many men are called away to the armies, is a great mercy. Tuesday 24. I had some leisure for reading my Bible, 
which I have had little time for of late. I thank the Lord for peace, power, love, and a fervent spirit. Monday 30. Attended a quarterly meeting at Leesburg. I gave a brief account of the Methodists, who and what they were, and repelled some charges brought against them here. At twelve o'clock Brother Ellis preached a solid, good sermon on He that hath this hope in him purifieth himself as he is pure. Maryland, Tuesday, August 7. Our quarterly meeting began at Charles Penn's near Seneca. On Wednesday many gave testimony to the goodness of God in the love feast. I preached a long sermon to many people assembled in a barn. The weather was very warm and trying to me, but if good is done, all is well. I hear the work of the Lord greatly revives and spreads in Dorset. There is some opposition, but God is with the young preachers, who speak like old men. It appears as if the whole peninsula would be Christianized. Go on, gracious Lord, and let thy word o'er all prevail. I am kept by the power of God, and filled with comfort under all my trials. Sunday 12. Was a damp, unwholesome day. At Micah Dorsey's Elkridge I was seized with all the symptoms of an inflammatory sore throat. I bled, took medicine, and applied blisters. But the disease was too violent to yield at once. Very high fever followed, and I suffered more than I can well express. I made use of Poltis with better success. The gathering broke, and I found some relief. I praise God that His providence cast my lot among so kind a people. Food, lodging, a physician, Dr. Pugh, and whatever else was necessary, was not withheld. I am sensible I am not so humble as I should be, and it may be I am in danger of forming improper estimates of my importance among preachers and people. Were this disposition indulged, God might justly cut me off. Monday 20 I set out on my way in great weakness of body, but I could not be satisfied to be at rest while able to travel. I stopped a while at Dr. Pugh's, and came in the evening to my old friend Thomas Cromwell's. Sunday 26 I had a warm ride of fifteen miles to G's, where I spoke with liberty to the poor, simple-hearted people. My body is weak, but my mind is kept in peace. I desire to trust to God with body and soul. It is now near four years since I was in these parts. In times past I labored much here. Preached at Fells Point on Deuteronomy 33.29, with a good degree of freedom, and in town at half-past five o'clock. I trust the people felt, and I hope they will remember it. Spent Wednesday and Thursday in writing. I still find my soul kept in peace, and I daily feel a deeper sense of God and a greater concern for the prosperity of His work. Yet I have no distressing thought about it, being able to trust God with His own cause. End of section 43. Recording by Brian Keenan.